On today's podcast, I had former All-American baseball player Trey Sykes on, and he talked about how he's built his wood bat company to over $13 million in just two years. And here's the thing. Trey didn't have any business experience. He didn't have any marketing experience. And he took a company that was making a thousand bucks a month and now doing over 800 grand a month during a pandemic. And he talks about a lot of the strategies he used from online gurus like Russell Brunson and just learning from a bunch of mentors. In fact, he paid a mentor $250,000 when he was starting out just to learn uh, you know, how to do business and do real estate with all the money that he was making. So it's a really fascinating story, especially coming from a guy who's you know, in the baseball background and always wondering what people do after sports are over. Um, I know I had the problem with that and it was a struggle for me figuring out my next path, but to hear him and you know how this bat was a product that changed his life and then he became the company owner of it was really inspiring. So if you're in business, this is not really a baseball podcast. I think you're going to learn a ton about how to run your business and how to grow it from the ground up in just a short amount of time. So with that being said, let's jump into the podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you want to take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. If you've ever wanted to invest with me on my real estate deals, it's now possible. At Pineda Capital, we're purchasing value-add real estate all across the country. This includes multifamily, commercial, and land development. The best part is, with my network, social media presence, and marketing strategies, we're able to get the very best deals that others don't have access to. You can join in with me on those deals if you're an accredited investor. If you want to learn more, head over to PinedaCapital.com to see our current opportunities. Once again, that's PinedaCapital.com. Welcome to The Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. Now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Ryan Pineda Show. Today, I've got a baseball guy, but it's not just, uh, you know, a baseball athlete guy that, uh, you know, is killing it in the big leagues like I had Chris Bryant on. Um, this guy I'm actually really interested in because he's running a very big baseball bat business. And so I wanted to bring him on to talk about his business and how he scaled it up uh, because I know a lot of the baseball guys after playing don't really know what to do with their lives. Yep. And to see what he's accomplished with this wood bat company, you know, how much money they're making and how they're growing so quickly is mind boggling. And so I want to dump, jump into how he got here and kind of, uh, I'm just fascinated by the whole industry. So I've got none other than, uh, my new buddy, Trey Sykes from Cam Wood Bats, dude. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Dude. Pleasure. I said, I've been watching the show for almost a year now, probably. Yeah. Or like, keeping up with you on Instagram and all that. So yeah. that's why I reached out to you because then we could provide some value to your, to your listeners, to your audience. Yeah, dude. I think it was great because you reached out and, um, you know, a lot of people reach out for the show. I need to actually get a, like a formal application thing. I'm yeah. <laughs> I just wing it, dude. Even, I, even I a year. I you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> just, D, just shoot a DM. and. Well, you know, I get a lot of baseball guys who reach out to me and it's yeah. great. And most of them are trying to learn how to invest in real estate. And so yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, get a program, you know, here's the book, whatever. Right. Watch, yeah. watch this video. But you were like, nah, dude, like I've, I've got a really good uh, wood bat company and I haven't been in the wood bat game in forever. Like I haven't paid attention at all since I retired, but, uh, I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, in my first initial thought, I'm like, you know, in baseball anyways, whenever somebody tells me they're trying to like start a product or open a batting cage, I'm like, yep. It's uh kind of inevitable that you're gonna go bankrupt. Just <laughs> exactly, because, dude. It's just like these big companies have been doing it for like literally a hundred years. Yeah, and then there's very few people that ever break through that succeed. And so I was like, that's cool. You got a wood bat company, and then you were like, you told me the numbers, and we'll get into that later. But I was like, dang, dude. Okay, like I'm interested to hear your story. So, 
Let's hear it. So uh, just starting out, like like Ryan said, uh, you know, I'm not a big – I didn't make it to the professional ball and all that. So in all actuality, I actually hit 180 my junior year in high school. So as you know, 180 batting average is really bad. Like that – and to put in context, guys, like in high school, people hit 400, 500, you know. 180 we know is bad in the big leagues, but – High school, it's just high like, school is really even, bad. You should be playing another sport. Exactly, <laughs> like, and that's what I mean. I was a backup for a reason. So, yeah. um, you know, with just one year left to play, uh, I finally decided, hey, I'm gonna devote my time to try to get better. Right. Yeah. So, um, I had about two or three weeks until my first summer ball game uh, after my junior year ended, and that's when I met my hitting coach, Frank Gregory, who's actually the inventor of Camwood Bats, the company that I own now, and. Um, you know, after I started working with him, I went from a 180 hitter to a Division One All-American in just three years after wow. I started. So right then and there, you know, that's tough to do, yeah. right? So from the baseball side of it, it really taught me a work ethic. Taught me, hey, if I want to do something in life, you know, you got to work for it. And if you work hard enough, you'll get to where you want to go, right? So um, after my college baseball career ended and I didn't get drafted, uh, you know, I had a chance to go to free agency or sign with the team and do that. But um, I know as a minor leaguer, you don't make much money. You know, it's about 1200 bucks a month. I've told that story many times. Yeah. E- I mean, even your AAA guys are making, what, 2000 2000 bucks a month, yeah. So uh, I had an opportunity or I had to make a decision. You know, do I want to go pursue that or do I just want to go ahead and start um, with a job? And I got offered a job, just a normal job out of college. And uh Ended up taking that instead of going the baseball route. So I moved to Phoenix, Arizona for two years, completely out of baseball. Didn't watch baseball, didn't want to have anything to do with it because I was salty that I didn't get drafted, right? Yep. And, um, you know, I got promoted to that job and moved back to Atlanta, Georgia, which I'm from Georgia. And uh, If you couldn't tell by his accent. Yes, sorry. A lot of people say I have a massive accent. (laughs) To me, it's normal. Trust me, there's people I can't understand. In right. Georgia. So, what does my accent sound like to you? Sounds normal. Sounds like me talking. Really? Yeah. Okay. In, my, in my opinion. But uh, I, guys, if if you think that's true, comment below. I, <laughs> I want to hear this one because I, I went and played one summer in uh, Boston. So I played in the New England Collegiate League up yeah. there by the Cape. Yep. And um, everyone up there just was just you crazy about accent. my accent. Yeah. But they're crazy about mine. I'm like, man, I can. Like, you sound normal to me, but. That's funny. They were having a hard time. Like, my host parents couldn't even understand me for, like, the first two weeks. So. <laughs> well, I've played with, you know, guys from the Northeast. Um, yeah, I played with Southern boys. I played with yeah. the Cali dudes. And, yeah, you guys definitely have the, the biggest accents for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, after I moved back to Atlanta, I hadn't talked to my hitting coach in about two years. He's the one that helped me, you know, throughout my entire career. So I had to go do a job up there by his house. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to go by there and have dinner with him. I haven't seen him in a while. So at that dinner, we're talking. He's the current owner of the business. And uh, he asked me if I wanted it. Mm-hmm. So I knew my story of how this bat, this training bat, helped my career. So I was thinking to myself, like, I can use my story to sell this product, yeah. right? And at the time, we were doing about $1,000 a month when I took over. And a thousand revenue or profit? What was that? A thousand revenue. So you're month. selling ten bats a month. If that, yeah. Yeah. Right around because back then the price was a little bit lower than it is now. Yeah. So um but yeah. And uh when I took over thousand dollars a month and today we're doing we're averaging about seven, eight hundred thousand dollars a month. That's freaking just two crazy. Eight hundred X. Yep. In just two it, and a half years. Two and a half years. Yep. The same product. Yep. Exact same product. So what happened? Well, the big thing are is, are you uh, like this big marketing genius from? That's know, the funny your, thing. Your college degree, like what happened? No, that's the fun. <laughs> I went to college for pharmacy, and you're a baseball player. You understand it. I went like baseball was my yeah, yeah. that was my number one. I didn't care about school that much. Yeah, me um, neither. But like I said, we uh, I knew nothing about marketing. Had no idea about it at all. Right. But I just knew I had a story that that would sell. So um, I started googling it. I just typed in you know how to how to market. Yeah. Right. And I run across a gentleman by the name of uh, Russell Brunson, who I love Russell Brunson, dude. dude. One he, of the greatest marketers. The greatest. There. Before you jump into like Russell, let me tell you guys, I've I've done one YouTube about Russell. And I talked about how he changed my life uh, back in 2018. I went to my first ever like high ticket event. I went to Grant Cardone's 10X. Um, 
one of my buddies, Nick Marietta, bought me a ticket, second row, which was like a five, 10,000 hour ticket to yeah. attend this event. And I literally didn't know anybody other than Cardone. Like, I had no idea who all these speakers, like who I now know, Tim Grover, Russell Brunson, Ty yeah. Lopez, you know, the quote unquote gurus, but, uh, you know, a bunch of other guys who I now are, am friends with. Um, but anyways, I, I watched Russell speak. He had a 60 minute presentation or something and he sold $3 million on stage in 60 minutes. And yep. I even bought, I had never <laughs> bought anything in my life as far as yep. guru stuff, but his presentation was so good. I was like, dude, I don't even know what I'm buying, but that was so good that <laughs> I want to know how you did it. If you could yeah. convince me to buy something, I want to know. That's what's funny is that exact presentation because he repurposed it to YouTube. So I went and watched that full presentation on YouTube, yeah. the exact same one that sold me. Well, That's and you what's know, funny. You know what's funny too? So, dude, he made $3 million live, but he's made probably oh. hundreds of millions from oh, that yeah. presentation. Like that 100%. presentation is legendary in marketing circles, and I'm like fortunate that I got to see it live and to see the impact it had in my own mind, because I was like, man, that transformed my mind where like I had this stigma against selling where I'm like, yeah. dude, these guys. And then he did it. And he, he really changed my mind of like, man, I have an obligation to sell if I have something that can help people. Exactly. And that's what shift from, I go, all right. Like I've had it wrong this whole time thinking that, you know, I'm doing something noble by not selling. Yeah. And most people hate selling, you know, they don't want to be annoying or anything like that. Yeah. But like you said, you know, if you provide value to somebody and you can help them. Yeah. It's an know, obligation to sell. I about to say sell to them. Yeah. And that's the thing with, you know, watching Russell and all that. And what I learned from him was that it was, you know, don't be shy to go out there and sell. Cause I am an introvert at heart. Trust mm -hmm. me. If me and you are in a room and I don't know you, I'm probably not talking to you. Right. But you know, just transforming into, if you can provide value, do it. You know, you have that obligation to sell to help somebody else, right? Because right. this training bat helped me in my career. Now it's up to me to go and help other people as well. You know, that's the main thing. That it ain't going to sell here. itself either. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. The, um, you know, taking my story and being able to uh, help improve other kids, especially the youth players, because I see where baseball, how baseball is being taught right now and how the swing is being taught. And it's just, that's why averages are going down. You know, it's kind of plummeting right now because right. of the way baseball is being taught so we're trying to change that narrative um but you want to hear this. something funny though about just the way baseball is being taught now so <laughs> i don't want to get too nerdy because most people won't even know what i'm talking about but you know when i was growing up playing baseball the theory was hey swing down on the ball yeah. because you want to have a short swing and that's going to lead to base hits and all this right and that's how literally like everyone i know was taught and then all of a sudden uh, you start to hear these things of like stay inside the ball and try yep. and, you know, keep your hands in and hit it the other way and all this. And then there's been this revolution of, hey, swing up. Do yep. literally the exact opposite of what everyone said this whole time and try and hit fly balls and swing up. Yeah. <laughs> the way I look at it, because I've tried everything. When it came to baseball, <laughs> I was like, I'll just try it all because what do I have to lose? Yeah. especially later in my career when I knew I was like already done, but I was just playing for fun. I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm going to try freaking swinging up and hitting homers. I'm going to try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I treat my business too, by the way. I'm like, I'll try anything and everything. If it might, you know, potentially give me like the next level, yeah. because like, if I'm, it's just going to make me marginally better, there's no point. But yeah. if this has the chance to like get me to the big leagues, cause it's some new revolutionary thing I've never done, then tight. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. But, uh, in my opinion, at this point, I hear all these swing theories. I'm like, <laughs> after being jaded by business, I'm like, it's just all marketing. It's like it literally all, that's all it is. And I tell people that all the time. So this launch angle thing, yeah. look at the baseball numbers started going down. So there was less viewership, right? right? So when they did that, they started bringing out all the stat cast and all that stuff. Yeah. And now anytime someone hits a ball, you're seeing the degree at which the ball yeah. is coming off the bat and all that stuff. So now, you know, they see a home run at a certain degree. Now they think that they have to yeah. hit up on the ball to get that degree, yeah. but that's just not the case. Yeah. It's like, and you said you always been taught swing down. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you don't want to swing down because you're just going to hit ground balls. Right. You never want to hit a ground ball, obviously. Right. But the thing is, if you relax your hands and drop your hands down, the bat is going to get on a natural plane 
of a slight uppercut through the zone. Yeah. And that's where you get your line drives and your home runs. It's like me, I'm 6'4 power hitter. Like, trust me, I didn't hit the ball on the ground. Yeah. And I never once thought lift the ball in the air. It just happened naturally because of the swing that we teach. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm just like, we think about this with all of our products and marketing. Anytime you want to, and Russell Brunson talks about this too, anytime you have a product, right, that you're launching, um, you know who the competition is. And so you want to make this so different than the competition, right? So it's like, yep, everyone's telling you to swing. Originally, everyone's telling you to swing down. Well, guess what? You got to swing up. up. And, (laughs) you know, it gets this thing. And then it's funny because then it goes back. It's like, hey, guess what? Everyone's telling you to swing up. Well, actually, you should swing down. Yeah, like people got it wrong. (laughs) That's what's funny because my marketing is that, you know, everything is swing up on the ball's launch angle. Yep. We're throwing rocks at that, and yep. we're telling you why you don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, obviously, you still want to hit the ball in the air. You just don't want to have your bat at an angle coming up through the zone that steep to try to hit the ball in the air. Yeah. Because then your average is going to go down, and you're going to start striking out a lot more. Yeah. So think about this, guys, just as it relates to business. You know, you may have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> in the swing, which probably most of you don't. But understand when you are trying to sell your product – you have to look at the existing stigma, the existing teachings. You know, it's like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, everybody was like, debt is bad. And he goes, no, Dave Ramsey's an idiot. Debt is good. And this is why. There's yep. good debt. And then it shifted this mindset from everybody. Um, yep. Tim Ferriss, no different. You know, when he created the four-hour work week, he's like, man, you don't have to go work for this job. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about working as little as possible and, you know, creating online businesses and different yep. things. And um, it was just kind of this mind shift. And, yep. yeah, you have to do that in all your marketing for your products. For sure. And that's how, you know, that's how we were able to grow that much is because, as you know, um, as a baseball player, you're trying to get lessons and all that. You're going to go to a facility and you're going to get a lesson from a coach at that facility, right? Right. So um, what we did is we changed it up to where I created a 30-day program to where you can do this program from home, from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to go to these facilities and get coaching and all that up front. You can literally do it from your garage. Right. And we're going to provide that coaching online. Yep. And we did this before COVID happened, probably about six months before COVID hit. Yep. So we were already online um, coaching kids. And that's one of the main things is what helped blow this company up is I had a physical product but I had to attach a digital product to it to increase that perceived value, Yep. right? So not only am I selling a, a baseball bat, but I'm selling you exactly how to use it as well and the coaching to go along with it, mm-hmm. right? So once, whenever I, when I started that, the company just blew up. And then whenever COVID happened, we were already online doing the digital baseball training, which no one else was doing. It was very, very few people at the time. Right. And whenever COVID hit, I was already in that space. I was already doing it, and it just skyrocketed the business. Yeah. So let me ask you how. I mean, obviously, you guys are doing eight hundred grand a month now, mm-hmm. and you were just telling me uh, Marucci, which 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 is funny. Marucci is uh, a baseball bat company that, when I was playing back when I was nineteen years old, had just come out, and the owner was like giving us the bats. This dude like just came out with it from Louisiana. Yeah. I was like, dang, these are nice bats. And then you just told me what they sell for. It just sold for $220 million. $220 million. Yep. And I remember meeting the owner, like getting a bat. Because that's just how baseball is. It's like a very small community. And I'm like, this bat's pretty tight. Yeah. Freaking crazy, dude. It is crazy. And to <laughs> me, I, I love, love that. It. Yeah. I love that they just sold for $220 million because uh, they just sold for a 15 multiple. So, you know, yeah. it gives me something to look forward to. And uh Dude, you if you need any other it. partner for Camwood Bats, you let me know. Um, <laughs> I'll let you know. So, with how did you? Okay, what I want to know is, all right, you go watch Russell Brunson, you start to understand. Okay, I've got a good product. It's a physical yep. product. I'm gonna go add a digital product to it. Cost me the initial cost of creating the product, but after that, you know, it's free. But now it adds Ooh. a ton of value. Yep. Um, but still, that doesn't make you sell a thousand dollars of wood bats to eight hundred thousand. So what did you do? So the first thing that I did was obviously no marketing background whatsoever. I didn't even know what a Facebook ad was. I didn't know what Instagram ad was. Um, But I heard Russell say, find, like, go to where your people are, right? And as as a business owner, I knew that I was looking for the dad 
buying for his son or daughter, right? Right, because a ten-year-old kid's not going to have the money to purchase my program and my bats. Yeah, right? and he don't even know if he needs it. So, where are the parents that have kids? So, I looked on Facebook and went to Facebook groups, mm-hmm. and I started going through, going down the list of Facebook groups. You have, you know, travel baseball parents. You have travel baseball bats. You know, who are the people in this group, right? And those were my dream customers. Right. So I went in that group, and, I mean, this is free for anybody to do. Literally go in there, provide value to the group, mm-hmm. right? So people are posting swings, or their, their son or daughter swinging in the group. I'm going in there in the comments, and I'm commenting what they're doing, yeah. you know, what I would tweak. Yep. And at first they're like, well, who is this guy, right? But after they see you comment and talk and provide value over and over again, then they're going to look into what you're doing. Right, right. Right? So I had a parent. Uh, Jeff McDaniel was his name, and uh, he reached out to me and said uh, he was looking for some, uh, like like an online coach for his son. His son was eight years old, hitting the bottom of his lineup. I mean, the kid had a problem with striking out. His mechanics were not yeah. very good because he was swinging straight up at the ball at eight years old. <laughs> but um, so I didn't even have the program at this time, the 30-day. And um, he reached out to me. He got the bats, and – I had the rough draft ready and I sent him the rough draft mm-hmm. and said, just follow this 30 day system and let me know how it goes. You know, this is what helped me. Right. And then just 30 days, his son went out there and his first game back hit three home runs Jeez! in just 30 days. He went from the number eight hole hitter on his team to hitting three home runs his first game back after doing my program. So what do you think his dad did? He told just, everyone. in that group told everybody posted about it, the before and after videos, before you know it, I just had a ton of people asking, you know, how can we do this program as well? Yeah. And I was giving that program away for free at the time. Yeah. yeah. So even then, I, you know, I just gave them the program and, you know, I started accumulating 10, 15, 20 testimonials of the kids that are seeing just amazing results. And that's the main thing. Like if you're going to sell something, you can provide value. Yeah. You have to get the results. Right. Right. right? So um, you know, that that's what really launched it and what started it is the testimonials of the parents saying, you know, my son gained 10 miles an hour in 30 days. And as you know, 10 miles an hour in 30 days, that's massive. Yep. And, you know, those are the type of results that we were seeing. And uh, we just piggybacked off of that, started making Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and uh, it just blew up from there. That's crazy. So you go into Facebook, you do some sweat equity, essentially, yep. just earning your customers. So I had no money at the time. I had a normal job, normal nine to five, making, yeah. you know, $50,000 a year. I didn't have any money to put into the business. So how did it scale? I mean, you start getting some real customers. I mean, at that yep. point, though, like you're not mass producing these bats. So no, not at that point, we weren't. So we um, obviously I made a little bit of money by me just going in there and talking to people in the Facebook groups. Right. So then I started. Uh, learning about Facebook ads. And I said, Hey, let me throw $5 into this. Okay. So I threw in $5 into a Facebook ad because I know my margin, you know, it's, yeah. it cost me $15 to make a bat. I'm selling it for a hundred. So right. I knew my spread. So I knew I could go, you know, 10 days at $5 a day without selling. I can make one sale and I'm still profitable. Right. right. So uh, I threw an ad out there and, you know, we might bring back one or two sales that week. Yeah. Okay. I profited $20. You know, let me go ahead and throw that 20 in there yep. instead of the five. Just testing. Just testing. And it just snowballed, you know, within a matter of probably six months. I didn't take a single dollar from the business for an entire year. Uh-huh. So we had done over a million dollars and I didn't take a single dollar. So mm-hmm. I just kept repurposing it back into Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And uh, before you know it, you know, we're spending $4,000 a day on ads. Wow. And it's, it was just a cycle. It was just don't take any money out, you know, just delay the gratification down the road. Yeah. And that's, you know, the business blew up from that. So really it just was testing ads, starting right. to get results, and then just throwing everything you had back into ads. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're running an ad, you know, if you put a dollar in and you receive $3 back out, you're right. how many are you going to put in? You're going to put in as much money as you can. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's what we were doing. Uh, until we ran into the issue of getting wood for the bats. Oh. So we ran into an issue with uh, there was a massive wood shortage, yep. and we couldn't get the the wood that we needed, so we had to scale our ads back. Um, but we literally almost ran out at one point. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense because, you know, with housing, right, lumber prices and everything else, like just getting wood in general is tough. Yeah, I mean, it was literally just the wood. Whenever the lumber prices went up and the shortages and all that went down, there was nothing here in the United States for us to buy. I had bought literally all of it. <laughs> like, because there's, I mean, it takes a specific weight to make our bat. Yep. So, you know, it already diminishes the supply right there that we yeah. can buy from. Um, and whenever the shortage happened, there was literally nothing for us to buy in the United States. So we had to look elsewhere. That's and crazy. Luckily, we found a source uh, that could supply us with the needs. Yeah. And by the way, for those of you wondering why his bats need um, a certain weight, it's because they're a training bat. I don't even know if we mentioned that. But, uh, you know, it's not like these normal bats that um, we think about buying. Like, his are meant just for practice. Yeah. It's just a training baseball bat, just a wood baseball bat. And uh, like you said, it has to be a certain weight for it to take that effect. You know, right. cause we want it to be a heavier bat to increase the bat speed and increase the the strength of your swing muscles and all that. Yeah, dude. I'm going to I'm going to grab the bat uh while we while we uh talk so I can show the people who are watching on YouTube what the bat looks like cuz <laughs> it's so different looking, but you know, oh, I was swinging it. I was like, "Okay, I could see why this works." Like yeah. it's dude, it's funny because I just started playing golf 6 months ago and yep. I'm looking at every training device there. So <laughs> I'm like, "My swing sucks." Like because I'm trying to get the right feel for how my swing should feel. Yeah. Because just swinging the club by itself is not getting me the results I want. So I'm looking at yeah. all the training devices. And what's funny is when I was playing baseball, I didn't, like, use very many devices like that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, tell me what I need to do with my swing. And I tried to adjust. Yeah. Know. And that's the thing is, like, all the – there are other, mechan or um, you know, devices out there in baseball right now. But they're all like, okay, I'm going to attach something to your shoulder to help. You know, they're, they're like – mechanisms that you attach to something yeah that's what I, what I like about my bat is it is literally one solid piece of wood i mean it's a normal wood baseball bat yeah so here on youtube i just uh brought his bat out so you could see like the front is normal and he gave me a custom engraved one the ryan yep. pineda show which you don't even engrave other ones which no we'll get we into don't. in a minute yeah uh but you can see in the middle it's got this big old just milk carton you know <laughs> like right here in the middle Trying to explain it to those who are listening. A lot and of people call it a tumor. A just... tumor. Yeah, the bat just has this fat tumor in here. And then it's got its normal handle. And then it's yep. got this weird piece at the end kind of to hang it, maybe. Yep. So oh. the thing is, like, we added all the weight right there above the hands. Yeah. So whenever you start your swing, all that extra weight right above the hand is going to force your hands to the ball, which is going to create that proper bat path. Yeah. So, and obviously, if you're swinging a heavier bat, because a normal MLB bat is 32 ounces right so if you ask chris chris probably swung like a 34 32 and um that bat that you just had right there was 46 ounces freaking heavy dude yeah but if Do people hit like live pitching with it or just like oh off yeah the tee? it's really? a it's a normal wood bat like my personal cam wood was 64 ounces i could Jeez. i could line up a ball on a tee on home plate and hit a home run with it it swings just like a normal bat that's crazy <laughs> and i would hit like so i would do inner squads with it Right. Normal, cause, I mean, I was crazy about it because it helped my career so much. Yeah. The only thing I used during practice was the Camwood bat. Well, you was, know, speaking of that, we all know that I love creating passive income through rental properties. But did you know that you can create passive income through owning an e-commerce store? My company, Lunar Ecom, can build and manage a store for you on Amazon or Walmart. We'll handle everything from starting the store, picking the products, and all the day-to-day -day operations. It's completely passive for you. If you'd like to learn how store owners are making thousands a month in passive income, head over and watch the case study at LunarEcom.com. It will explain everything you need to know about the industry and why I'm so excited about it. So to see the case study, head over to LunarEcom.com. Most people want to get rich at all costs. They make sacrifices with their family, their health, and their faith all in the pursuit of money without even realizing it. But what if I told you it doesn't have to be that way? What if you could grow your wealth in all areas of life? Well, it's possible, and that's why I created The Wealthy Way. It's a community of people striving to grow together in all areas, and we have multiple tools for you to use that are completely free. You can get access to The Wealthy Way Planner, where you can set goals and hold yourself accountable on a daily basis. We also have our Wealth Builder Academy, which is over four hours of content teaching you how to manage your time, create the right goals, and all the biggest secrets I've used to grow my life, not only in my net worth, but in all aspects. Lastly, we have our Discord community where thousands of wealth builders are all over the world encouraging one another and growing together. And once again, all of this is completely free. 
There are no upsells. There are no hidden catches. For me, this is a passion project and I want to build a community of like-minded people. So if you want to start living the wealthy way today, go to wealthyway.com. There you can get all the free resources like the course, planner, and Discord community. So go to wealthyway.com. I love that you're talking about your passion for it because you didn't invent this bat, right? Like it, it truly helped your career. You came back years later down the road. You know, the original inventor wasn't really doing much with the business. And you're like, dude, I freaking love this product. And I can just hear the passion in your voice when you say it, how much you love your product. And I just think that that's such an important thing for business owners is like, dude, you better love what you're selling. Oh, yeah. Uh, or it's just, it's going to come through. And there's been a lot of things that I have turned down that like these could make pretty good money, but I'm like, I don't really care. Like this, <laughs> it's a good product, but it's not anything I'm passionate about. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. And so I don't do it. Exactly. And that's <laughs> the thing is whenever you're selling to somebody and you have to have passion for that product, because yeah. if you don't, the person on the other end of that phone or watching your sales video, they're going to pick up on it. Yeah. Right. And me, like literally, I 100% believe every baseball and softball player should swing this bat. I can tell. Because I saw what it did for me. Yeah. You know, I saw what it did in my career, and I'm seeing what it's done. Um, You know, we've worked with 15,000 players now inside of that program. I've seen what this bat can do for you. Yeah. And for 15,000 other people. So speaking of, um, you know, these 15,000 people and the customers, so you identified early. You said, hey, these 10-year-olds are probably my target demographic, like the parents, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen that as you've scaled that, like what the demographics actually, is it the travel ball parents? What about pros? Like what are, who's buying these things? So everyone's buying them really. Um, if you look at the MLB teams, ton of MLB players are using them right now. Right. I mean, your Juan Soto's, your really a lot of your top players are using the cam wood in the, in the cages. Yeah. So, um, but as a business owner, I look at market size, you know, I get, I sell like a I couple sell of MLB those. guys. Exactly. You know, I can sell to high school and college players, which we do, but the bigger market is those are those youth players. Yeah. And you have to think if I can make that sell as a 10 year old, well, whenever they move up to the next size bat, they have to buy the next size up mm. and then they have to buy the next size up. Now they're going to so, buy five bats versus exactly the guy. He buys one. Exactly. So and in fact, he probably don't even buy it. He's, he's no, yeah. I'll say we give it to him. Yeah, he's getting this. <laughs> I said, we'll give it to you, uh, if you in exchange for a video. Exactly. So we'll supply you with anything you need. Yeah. So that, that's actually funny with the new NIL deals for college players. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of our approach with that is, hey, we'll give you um, all the product that you need if you just send us a video back. Well, the funny thing is, well, not funny, but the reason you're having so much success is you're not looking at this like a baseball player would. You're looking at this as a marketer. And a businessman like, yo, yeah, whoever wants a bat, you know, Ryan, here's your bat. And now you just got free promo. Exactly. And everyone else, same deal. Hey, you're a big leaguer. Take as many as you want, man. Just freaking let's go. I say just use them because that's the thing is, I mean, you never know who's going to see that person use that bat, you know. And then if you give a bat away to someone and they see the crazy results, which I know they will if they use it they're going to go tell three or four people. And then those three or four people are going to go tell three or four people. And it just balloons from there. Well, you know, it's interesting too, is I, so I just started, um, the wealthy way where let's get a sick, not a sick. Well, yeah, we just started our 60 day challenge by the time this airs, maybe the challenge is getting close to ending, but, um, same scenario, you know, most of my products there, there've been some form of giveaways and things to, to push it out there and give people value. Cause then they're going to talk about it and, buy something else. But with the wealthy way, I decided to take it to the extreme. I'm like, I'm going to give this course away that I usually charge a thousand bucks for. I'm going to give away a discord community, which I could be charging for. I'm going to give away this app, which I could, you know, probably sell for five bucks a month, some kind of subscription. I'm just literally going to give it all away for free and yep. just see what happens. Yeah. And it's a smart move in my, cause whenever I saw you do that, I was like, he's giving away all this stuff, all this value for literally free. Yeah. Why would he do that? And it's because you're, you're going to help people have a better uh, version of themselves yeah. and make more money. And then maybe down the road, they might invest in Pineda Capital or any of your other businesses that you have. Yeah. Right. So you're just literally teaching them how to make money and how to be their best version of themselves. Yeah. And then whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. you know, if, if they want to buy products from the other companies, whatever. Cool, but exactly. the wealthy way has nothing to sell you. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like with me is, 
how can you give away like a lead magnet or, you know, try to get their email or something up front? And for me as a marketer, I was thinking, well, what does every baseball and softball player want? They want to increase bat speed and power, right? Right. Literally every single player (laughs) wants to increase bat speed and power. Right. So why not do a 10 day bat speed challenge? You know, do it for 100% free. I give you the, the one drill that I know for a fact works and it's backed by many and many testimonials. I'm going to give you that drill for 100% free. Yeah. And once you do that, you see it works. Now you trust me. Yeah. Now you might look into all the other products and the other opportunities that I have. Right. No, I love it, dude. I think it's brilliant and it's, it's only going to continue to grow for you. Um, as long as lumber allows it. That's the thing. As long, <laughs> as, long as there's no shortage of supply with the, with the wood, I think we'll be all right. Well, you know, we talked about this, um, prior, but, as far as the lumber and stuff goes, I was asking him like, dude, how was it during COVID? Because for a traditional bat maker, right? People weren't playing games, you know? And so how does a traditional bat maker make money by people breaking bats? Like they use them, they break them. They got to buy more. Got to buy another one. Yeah. And then that's where the big issue happened was whenever COVID hit, no baseball. Yep. Right. So the, the wood that we have to have to make our bat has to be heavy. Right. And the only way that a heavy billet can come out is by them making the regular billet and the heavy can't be used for a regular game bat. So they just have to push it to the side. So you're getting all the so scraps. I'm coming in and picking up those heavy scraps that they can't use for game bats. They probably charged less for them. That's, that's exactly scraps. it. So that was the business model is we're coming in buying these wood bats or these billets like literally 75, 80% off right. from what a normal billet cost. Crazy. So that was the entire. <laughs> Um, model of the business right there. Yeah. And uh, so whenever COVID hit, they weren't making normal game bats anymore. So there weren't any heavies being shifted to the side. So right? everybody got screwed. Yep. Like, you, like you, I said, you, I yeah. we had a massive shortage. Um, you know, we literally almost ran out of stock. And if it wasn't for us finding another supplier, we probably would have had to have closed the doors because we couldn't get the wood. That's crazy. We have six manufacturers in the U.S. that provide us with billets. Yeah. And in Canada, every one of them sold out completely. Yeah. And whenever that happened, guess what happened to the price? Whenever skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Yeah. So now my margin's cut in half. Yeah. So we had to find another source for that wood, and luckily we found that source. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Another thing we were talking about off camera was how you guys don't do engraving. Correct. And for a reason. Yeah, so we we can't do the engravings, and a bunch of uh, customers call in and ask, can we please engrave our kid's name into the bat? And uh, we just can't do it because we sell too many. Yeah, That's the problem. We we literally can't have an engraver working around the clock fast enough to keep up. Yeah. So, you know, with a business like ours, you want to have inventory on the shelf ready to ship at any given moment, right? Yep. So we aren't able to do the engravings because we sell so much. So like right now at our shop, we have 20,000 bats ready to go at any moment. So if, literally if a retail store like Dick's or something like that calls, says, yeah. hey, I need 10,000, it's shipped the next day. Yep. Dude, I feel special because mine's engraved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, we, I went out of the way. I had it shipped to an engraver to engrave it and ship it to me so you, would, so Dude, you could have it. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> that means a lot. Um, but that's cool, man. So you guys are in Dick's. Yeah, so we just signed the contract with Dick Sporting Goods. Um, it's funny how that came about because, you know, most people, they try to get into a Dick Sporting Goods or a retail store, so they try to reach out, sell their product to them. Yep. Um, Dick saw how well we were doing because we were strictly online, direct-to-consumer 100%. E-commerce, baby. And I they saw how, how much we were doing, and uh, they wanted to, to sell it as well. So yeah. they reached out to me, said, hey, we want to carry it in our stores. Yep. Um, which then, obviously, Dick Sporting Goods is the top guy. So uh, we were like, yeah, of course we'll do it. So they wanted to do a test phase, right? And this was probably about two months ago, I'd say, um, that they tested us in 130 Dick's locations. They have 700 stores throughout the U.S. Mm-hmm. And literally a week later, they called and said, we need a lot more. <laughs> and they, uh, they just put us in 400 stores across the country and they just we literally just shipped out 10,000 bats to them last week bro that's amazing I freaking love that I get juiced up man I and it's no offense against any of my other listeners or followers but I get juiced up when I see baseball guys do it because 
I don't know. Just people don't understand like what it's like pursuing a dream your entire life and then to for it to be gone so quickly. Oh, and then tough. not really having other skills for most people. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I still have a bunch of my teammates and friends still in the minors trying to make it. You know, yeah. they're they're in their low thirties or twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Yep. And they have no other skill. Like they they keep playing because they don't know what's next. Right. They don't have. I just I just option. had an idea on this uh, podcast. I think I want to hold an event for I don't know maybe minor leaguers, maybe ex college guys, and just yeah. like hold a free event. Um, that'd be very valuable about real estate. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that'd be extremely valuable because a lot of players they get out of the game because yeah. we literally we do this day in and day out for years trying to make it to the big leagues. Yep. And that day that we're told that we're no longer good enough. Yep. I mean, it's a gut-wrenching day, trust me. You work your entire life for it. Even for me, I was depressed for weeks. Yeah. I well, I remember when I got released by the Oakland A's, I was 24 and yeah. People are like, "When, you know, how do you deal with depression?" I'm like, "Dude, honestly, I have not had depression in a long time. It was probably when I was 24 when I got released that I was like, "Dude, what so, am I going to do with my life?" That's what's scary is cuz I was told that I was going to get drafted in the top 10 rounds. Right, because I mean, I was all American, had all the accolades, uh, had really good numbers, and I knew for a fact that I was going to get drafted. And I had a draft party at my house, had all friends, family over, and all that stuff. Jeez. And you know, the first ten rounds go by. It's like, oh, okay, I'll get drafted here yeah. shortly, especially before the um, the twentieth round. Right. Rounds ten through twenty go. Still didn't hear my name, and then. As it keeps going, I literally just left. I went up into my room by myself, closed the closed the door, locked it. Yep. I didn't want to be around anybody. Yeah. And whenever the draft ended, that was it. I said my baseball career over. Yeah. I I had a similar story um on draft day. I thought I was going in the top ten and um you know, I got calls in the after that, but I I was so prideful that I was like, nah, I ain't signing, dude. And then eventually they drafted me regardless. But at that point, I'd already stopped watching the draft. I was already, yep. like, over it. But, um, you know, everything happens for a reason, man. Exactly. And, uh, I'm a huge believer that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're both here today. Exactly. It worked out. Things are <laughs> – I'm a lot better at, at business than I am at baseball. Yeah, um, I am now. I, I wasn't back then when I first started. <laughs> trust me. I had no business experience whatsoever when I first started Camwood. But well, you I were, said you learn as you go. Well, you actually told me you did something very smart too. Was that uh, you hired a mentor and uh, you hired a good friend of mine as well, and paid him a lot of money yep. to be a mentor. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, I'm a huge believer in you know if you want to get somewhere, find someone that's there and pay them and get a mentor to teach you how to get to where you want to go. Right. Yeah. So I knew the big thing for me was I wanted to be in real estate because all the tax write offs and. Um, you know, all just a passive income from it. Obviously, everyone wants to get to a point where they're secure, they're safe. You know, they don't have to work, and a passive income is still going to keep flowing in, right. right? And I knew real estate was that avenue. So as I'm making a lot of money with Camwood, you know, you got to pay your taxes. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So I literally Googled how to not pay taxes. <laughs> and obviously a bunch of stuff comes up. I do a lot of my research. And Hopefully my videos come up. <laughs> yeah. I talk about that a lot. <laughs> but uh, like I said, you look and you see that real estate is the number one way to do that. Yep. You, know, you get all the depreciation, um, especially with the commercial buildings and all that too, yep. is a massive uh, accelerated depreciation. So I knew real estate is where I wanted to go. So now it's starting to look around at the mentors, right? I got to select someone that could help me get where I want to go real estate wise. Right. And I said, a gentleman by the name of Chris Crone kept popping up on my feed <laughs> and I, I'm liking what he's talking about. Cause you know, he partners with people Yeah. and uh, he'll go find the deal, bring it to you. And me as the guy with the money, I just purchased the deal. Right. His team manages it. They find the deal, manage it, all that stuff. So all I have to do is provide the money. And yep. to me, as I'm growing a business, that's perfect because I don't have time to go find real estate deals, yep. right? So, and my focus is on Camwood. My focus is on growing that revenue. It's not worrying about, you know, a $200,000 house and yep. tenants and all that stuff. So, um, reached out to his team and come to find out there was an option where he could one-on-one -on -one mentor me, Yeah, right? 
And uh, the caveat with this is, is I would own 100% of my portfolio. Yeah. So I'm starting to think to myself like, okay, I have a quarter million dollars. Like, do I really want to spend this right now? Yeah. And, you know, I had to have that conversation with myself and my wife. And um, I just I just knew that this was the right move because a quarter million dollars is a lot of money, especially whenever it was my first quarter yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Um, I just knew in the long run it was going to pay off. And so far it has. Like I said we're a, a year into that mentorship and it's been been awesome. Dude, I got to tell you, for you to do that. It was scary. <laughs> Let me, Trust me. For you to drop a quarter of a mil, you know, may, and that was like you said. I'd be like, I'll tell you today, for me, to spend a quarter of a mil on a mentor, I would have to be like, yo, this guy, he better be, like, teaching me how to do something just yeah. insane that I don't, like, have already figured out or, like, on the way to go. Like, he better be teaching yeah. me something crazy. Um, But for you, like, to do that after you're making your first quarter and be like, you know what? I believe that this guy's going to help me get to the next level. And, you know, you pay him and, you know, for you to say a year later, like, dude, it was well worth it. Oh, hundred percent. Like I said, and at that time, like I had to convince myself, like, if this is a scam and it doesn't work out, I'll (laughs) lose a quarter million. I'll I'll make it back. I made it once. I can make it twice. All right. So, you know, that was kind of the mentality that I had going into it. And, you know, looking back a year later, that's might be one of the the best decisions that I made as uh, business wise yeah. was getting that mentor. Cause he has opened the door up to so many people that I normally wouldn't have access to. Yeah, no, that's great. And like I said, I- I'm going to have to get Chris on the show. Um, but Chris, you know, Chris and I have talked, um, throughout the years and he's always been a very helpful guy for me. And, um, I always make the joke because anytime, um, someone brings up Chris or talks, I'm like, let me tell you this. Chris Crone is the ultimate sales guy. I don't even think that guy <laughs> knows how to talk normal anymore because uh, <laughs> he just is like always selling. And it just cracks me up every time I, uh, I, I watch him because I'm like, dang, Chris, like he's a savage. So um, beyond that, man, I think that was so cool that uh, you did that. I think it's amazing just what you're doing with Cam Wood, man. Yeah. I mean, what's the end goal for it? You know, the thing is, when I look at it, and I look at my programs, literally 15,000 players have been through my program and seen awesome results. Right. There are so many baseball and softball players out there. You know, 15,000 is literally a just a small, minute yeah. amount of people that have even used our bats and enjoyed our training. It, yeah. You know. So there's still a massive market out there that we haven't touched, right. you know. And that's one of the main things for me is, you know, I relied so heavily on Facebook and Instagram ads to start well, now it's kind of starting to dwindle a little bit. You know, Facebook had their little iOS 14 update yep. where we can't track anybody across our site anymore. So retargeting ads have been tougher, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> You know, they're still decent. We're still profiting, but they're not the five, six, seven ROI that I was getting beforehand. Yep. So now we have to shift towards, you know, what can we do? organically to bring people in you know you have your youtube channel and all that yeah uh, that's something that we need to start getting into to be able to reach more eyeballs you know what's funny is i have the opposite problem um literally all our businesses are organic i yeah. spend nothing other than just making the content which is great for margins say, i'd love to have that problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not a problem it's a problem in that we have never been successful at running ads um, I've tried to run ads for Future Flipper. Just never works, man. And I don't know why. Um, I just never get the right people. But, you know, I keep hiring these people who've had success doing it for other people. And I'm like, all right, great. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. And I've talked to some of the best people that run ads, people spending over a million dollars a month, you know, on ads. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I think obviously ads work. That That's why they exist. I'm just like, but in my mind, I'm thinking, man, with what you just said about iOS 14, I'm like, is it even worth my time to figure this out? Or is it worth my time to just double down on creating organic ways to market? Like I said, I would double down the organic ways because we know that's always going to be there, right? Because like I said, Facebook's going really good. Then all of a sudden this change happens and it literally will just destroy a business overnight. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't happen to us, but I know a ton of businesses that that happened to. 
Yeah, they right? were only relying on Facebook ads. Exactly, and you can't rely on just one platform as a business owner. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll sit here and tell you that is one of the biggest problems with Camwood is we rely so heavily on Facebook and Instagram ads. What about YouTube? Have you tried it? The YouTube ads, no. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we have a couple of videos on YouTube that, you know, have like 100,000 views and stuff like that, but we haven't really been consistent with YouTube at all. And that's one of the things that I want to start doing. Like I yeah. said, it's amazing that we've grown to an eight-figure business without doing the YouTube and the Instagram and the podcasting and stuff like that. Yeah. We're literally relying on ads. Yeah. Well, I also wonder, too, you know, baseball is a very word-of-mouth game, yeah. you know, so it's just like, dude, word travels quick when there's a, a hot new product. I remember when I was playing, they're like, dude, you got to check this thing out. And then yeah. it just travels quick. Well, that's the thing. The word of mouth is huge for our business. It's so like whenever I f- uh, started with that Facebook group and the owner, the admin of that group saw everyone posting about the bat. Well, that admin's not making any money from his group. They're yeah. just coming to me, right? So he wants a piece of the action. <laughs> so he reached out to me and said, hey. Uh, you know, I want to be an affiliate. Yeah. I've seen what your product does, and I want to help promote it inside my group. And this group has about 30,000 oh, people wow. in it. So, I mean, we're talking a decent so travel group. ball group. Yep. Travel base, it's travel baseball bats. Yeah. Exact, uh, it's the exact group. Yeah. But uh, so I worked out a deal with him to where he gets a commission for every sale that he brings in. Yep. So I gave him all of my video content for him to upload inside of his group. He yep. puts his affiliate link. Yep. And he starts some money. He's making a killing. <laughs> is he? That, him will, so I probably shouldn't say how much he yeah. makes, but he, you can he tell makes me off good, camera. Yeah. He he makes a good amount of money from us. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and that's whenever I saw that happen, he was probably our second or third affiliate that we had. And I was like, wow, that really worked. Yeah. So let's go find that's cheaper more than people. Facebook ads. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing for me. It's literally yeah. He just, he posts, he's the one making the sale. And whenever he makes a sale, I'll give him a little bit of the commission. So I'll tell you too, this is another thing that we've sucked at is I haven't taken affiliates seriously because like. Oh, I mean, that's one, that's the, one of the main reasons we grew. We have over 300 affiliates now. Yeah, dude, I need to do that because, you know, with Lunar and Future Flipper, uh, we have affiliate programs, but I'm by no means like heavy on being like, guys, go out yeah. there and affiliate like you. They for sure, they can make great money, six yep. figures a year, just doing affiliates because they, they already use the products. They like it. They're, exactly. you know, believers. And um, I don't know. I just do a bad job at uh, telling them to do that. I th- Dude, honestly, I think it's not a problem, okay? But I think I've been so spoiled by my method of just, dude, I'm just going to put out videos. They're going to just <laughs> be so good that people buy the stuff. And it... Like literally that's what happens. Yeah. And then, so I don't ever have to learn the, the nitty gritty of like all the ways other people market. Yeah. That's true. And that's the thing with us when we started our affiliate campaigns is, uh, you know, I didn't force my affiliates to go out and do anything. I was like, Hey, if you sign up, here's a commission I'll give you, I'll give you access to all of these videos. Yep. Literally all you have to do is just post the videos on Instagram or Facebook with your affiliate link and you can make sales that way. Yeah. And then obviously, whenever they're using, right, I'll say a majority of my affiliates have used my product before. Mm-hmm. You know, they believe in it. They go out to the field. Their son or daughter is, you know, way better than the other kids now. Yeah. And parents come up to them and say, what have you been doing? Yeah. Well, if you're an affiliate, it's simple. It's, hey, yeah, we've been doing this. Somebody. Here's the link. Yep. Click on it. And you purchase. You get a commission for it. So I, I just got to change my mindset, dude, because same deal. I, I was at a an event called FinCon and this um, lady was speaking who her education business did like 20 million last year. And she doesn't have like a huge social media following. And I asked her, I go, dude, what are you doing to do 20? That's crazy. And as we know in the education space, the margins are ridiculous. Yeah. And she goes, I go, are you running Facebook ads? Are you like, what are you doing? She goes, no, I don't run Facebook ads. I've tried it, but they just didn't work. I go, (laughs) me too. And she, I go, but your social media following is like not that big. You're not making yeah. all this content. She's like, yeah, no, I just have affiliates. And I was That's like, funny. what? She's like, yeah, you know, my students, they buy it. They tell their friends, they make an affiliate and everyone loves it. So that's what's funny is, uh, and I know you listen to him too. I listen to a lot of Alex Hormozzi. Yeah. A ton. Yep. And he He's always. He's going to be coming on. Oh, is he? Yeah. I, I mean, I listen to literally every video he puts out, I listen to. Everything. Yeah, he's a beast. Read all of his books. 
looking forward to the new one he has coming out. Yeah. But, um, you know, he says, make an offer so good that people or your customers want to tell other people. Yeah. And that's what we try to do yeah. is we try to create the programs and use the bat to where they get so much progress and success that they tell other people. Yeah. Because that word of mouth is way better oh, than way a Facebook better. ad or an Instagram ad. Yeah. And that's for us, I think the next step where I'm going is like, man, just like putting it out there. And so all of you who are listening, who are future flippers or Lunar Ecom customers, uh, go hit up, you know, whoever that, you, you know, your accountability coach or your account manager, tell them you want to do affiliates. I'm putting it out there right now. You can make some serious dough doing it. Seriously. But the affiliate <laughs> side of it is, I mean, it will expand your business so quick. All right. I, I'm going to do it, dude. I'm going to try and be like Cam Wood. And get <laughs> this done. <laughs> I'm trying to be like you with the real estate. Well, there I'm trying go. to get my portfolio up. Well, dude, all you got to do is invest in Pineda Capital. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. It's I, funny. I, you mentioned the part uh, earlier. You were like, yeah, you know, I'm focused on growing my business. I don't have time to like go find deals and do with that. And it's funny because that's the exact conversation I always have with these influencers and stuff. Cause they'll be like, Ryan, I get so many influencers and athletes that reach out. They're like, how do I find good deals? Like I'm thinking about flipping. I'm like, why in the world would you want to flip houses? Exactly. I'm like, you make a killing at your day job. Flipping houses there's no point. Like the only reason I flipped houses because I didn't know how to make a killing in anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that was my default path. And then yeah. even today I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, we flip and we do it really good, but I ain't trying to like go flip more houses. I'm trying to grow these other businesses. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing with me is, you know, I want to focus on Camwood because I know it's the early stages. You know, we, I've only been doing this for two and a half years now. Yep. So I know, you know, if I just put all my focus on this, yeah. I can grow it to something. Just let the experts Maybe like go Marucci, handle all the other you know? stuff. Yeah. And that was the main thing is, and it's something I struggle with even today is I try to do too much inside my business. So for the first two years, I was the one that did everything. Yeah. I did the marketing. I did the website developments. I created all the funnels. Yep. I did all that stuff. So I literally didn't have the time to go out and find deals, find real estate. Yeah. But I mean, Look, doing it all yourself got you to where you're at today. It won't get you to the next level. Correct. Right? So That's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, working on delegating. You start delegating. Uh, and I got some recommendations for you off camera that can help you with that. But, uh, yeah, as far as the investing side goes, just partner up. Like, there's no reason. I tell this. I'm like, dude, these YouTubers, when they come out to me, I'm like, just make more YouTube videos. Like, don't try and find real estate deals. It's not worth your time. No, so just part and that's what, you know, whenever I reached out, to Chris initially was because I was going to partner with them to find yeah. the deal. But yep. um, luckily I found the option to where I can still access that team. Yep. It just takes a nice little chunk of change. <laughs> access. But yeah. yeah, I saw you just bought that, uh, the apartment complex in Georgia. And it's, yeah. I'm from Georgia. There you go, so dude. I said, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, right down the road. <laughs> there you so, go, man. But uh, yeah, you know, that's something I want to get into. I want to get into the apartment complexes and the commercial side of it because of the accelerated depreciation. Yep. Yeah. Dude. That's all about man. Well, cool. I've had a lot of fun chatting about this, man. Like I said, it freaking hypes me up to see baseball guys doing it, making it happen. And I think the stories you shared are super huge for you know, all the business owners listening of like, dude, this is two and a half years. Your business can scale really quick in two and a half years. I'm, yeah. My business has done the same thing. Like, so you're just a few moves away from really getting there. So Exactly. And the thing is, you don't have to know it all right away. No, you'll figure I, it out. When I started, I knew nothing. Yeah. And when I, I'm telling you, I knew absolutely nothing, but I had the work ethic from baseball that said, if I wanted to do something, I got to put in my time. Yeah. So I did a ton of research and I learned how to do it all. And now that I know how to do it and I've grown the business, now I want to start delegating. You got and, you a new know, start skill you're going to have to learn. Exactly. It's hiring and delegating. That's, that's a completely different skill set. Cause that's like I told you earlier, you know, we only have eight employees at Camwood. Yeah. So we're still yeah. really small. I still operate the, um, we have a, a 10,000 square foot warehouse. You should have 16. Oh yeah. I should have a lot more, especially <laughs> with, you know, with everything I do on my side of the business. Yeah. So we have the the manufacturing side down. Yeah. That's, that's doing really well, but it's more of the marketing side of it and my side of the business that I, I really have to start learning how to delegate. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Well guys, if you're in baseball, go get a Camwood bat. Um, go follow my man, Trey. Dude is killing it. 
appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate it, bud. I said everyone can find us uh, on Instagram and all that uh, at Camwood Bats. Camwood Bats. Right there. There you go. So make sure you follow them and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for watching the Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to ryanpineda.com.